0: And welcome, everyone, to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. And as always, this is Thor here with Doc
1: and Sasquatch Senpai.
0: All right. So let's check out our new game announcements and
1: updates for this week. Well, I'll lead us off per usual. And Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is now out on Steam. It was an Epic Store exclusive are on PC at least for three months, but now it is free to the wilds and it's fantastic. If you're a Borderlands fan and you hated Borderlands three and you love Borderlands two, well, particularly Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep, um, this one's probably for you. It's really fun.
2: Uh, yeah, get it. I was planning on it.
1: Ball Guys uh, has gone free to play officially now across every platform possible. Include and the PC version is now exclusive to the Epic Game Store. Um, if you did purchase it on Steam previously, you're good. You still have access to it. But any future people looking to play it on PC, <coughs> it is exclusive to the Epic Game Store. Um, however, it is now out on the Microsoft Xbox One, Series X, Series S, as well as the Nintendo Switch. It is crossplay and. As I said before, it has gone free to play, so it'll support itself based on microtransactions for cosmetics because there's not you can't really boost in that game anyway. Anyways, so. Speaking of the Nintendo Switch, uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 port on the switch um, has a game breaking bug. Uh, You can't actually finish the game. F.
2: That sucks. So thats a lot
1: wow. yeah, um, this is the or I, I think the HD remaster of it, um not the remake that is currently in production. I think that might just be Kotor one though that has the remake currently. but yeah, the HD remaster currently has a bug on the switch which does not let you finish the game. Um, this bug is not present on the other consoles it's available on and the other platforms, so just don't get it on the switch.
3: Uh, I believe the developer is aware of the issue and they working are. on a fix.
1: Yes, uh, but they have but no really ETA. Uh, no Man's Sky has a port for the Switch coming on October 7th. Um, the game is relatively small uh, because it is procedurally generated, but uh yeah. Um Also, there is a physical edition for the PlayStation 5 version on the way coming October 7th as well. Um, supposedly, according to Sean Murray of Hello Games, that uh, it's a near impossible uh, port of No Man's Sky for the Switch. Um, he said... Quote, No Man's Sky on this tiny portable device feels both completely natural and also totally improbable. At the same time, this has been a real moonshot for our small team. No Man's Sky is built around procedural generation, which means the console generates everything you see. This makes it so much harder to bring our game to something like the Switch. But I think this team never seems happier than when we're trying to do near impossible things. Um, So now you can take it on the go with you on the Switch. Um, And they also did just have another... (laughs) Uh, another expansion launch update for the game. So yeah, it'll include all of the free updates. So you have access to all that as well. Uh, Prisms being the
2: most previous one. So.
1: Epic Games has put out a Fortnite survey asking players what next crossovers they want to see. Such games as Elden Ring, Grand Theft Auto, and How I Met Your Mother.
0: I'd like to see all three of those at the <laughs> same time. Then I might be interested.
1: I'd like to see General Rodan fights uh what's his, what's the guy's name from Vice City? Tony Montana? <laughs> Is it Tony Montana? I would like to see General Tso Tony Montana and Ted on the same team. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, the survey had a bunch of stuff on um, various products publication brands such as Alfa Romero, Infinity, Maserati, various clothing lines, um, various cartoons and anime. Uh, I don't know how I just some weird, weird stuff in this like uh, Beetlejuice. Specifically cartoon Beetlejuice. I think that would be amazing. Uh, Musical artists, such as the Foo Fighters. Uh, Who are all these red hot chili peppers and Imagine Dragons. Video game characters that spawns everything. Um, CJ specifically from Grand Theft Auto, it looks like. Uh, Various just random celebrities like Jack Black or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, TV shows. Because for some reason, Dragon Ball Z falls under TV shows and not cartoons and anime. Dragon Ball Z fits in with Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer. uh, Okay. Comic book, anime or manga characters, specific ones. Um, Launch from Dragon Ball. Scarecrow from Batman. uh, Gable, Jonathan Joestar. I would fucking play Fortnite if I could be Jonathan Joestar. I'm just saying epic. Various pop culture characters and brands, uh, streamers, influencers, and YouTubers. So, like a uh, Kazuna AI, and very just a bunch of just random stuff. I don't think they'll ever get Mickey Mouse in here, but it's on the it's on the survey list. It was it's just weird, and then all of the most bizarre ones seem to make it into the game. So who knows? Also, Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. Had a Nintendo Direct Mini earlier in the week. Announcing a few things coming to the Switch. Um, Near Automata, the end of Yora Edition, will launch on October 6th. It will include all previously released DLC, plus costumes exclusive to the Nintendo Switch version. Harvestella, a new IP coming from Square Enix, which is Final Fantasy Stardew Valley. Uh, launching on PC and Switch November 4th. Uh, we got Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden and Persona 5 Royal coming to the Switch as well alongside the PC release and Xbox console release via Game Pass uh, starting on October 20th, October 21st with Persona 5. Um, we got new Mario and Rabbits. Sparks of Hope is arriving on Switch on October 20th. Um, we got Live Alive Demo available now. Um, a anime action RPG. Um, Capcom released its roadmap for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which launches this
3: weekend, I believe. I think it actually is already out.
1: Yeah, I think it came out today, didn't it?
3: Uh, Uh, I think playing it yesterday.
1: Yeah, so they also released a roadmap um, for content coming to Sunbreak. We have Portal Companion Collection, um, both Portal games, uh, local split screen and online co-op for Portal 2. Um, That actually arrived four days ago, so that is now available on Switch. Um, We have some Minecraft Legends being shown off on the Nintendo Switch, which is still due next year, Um, but it was new gameplay we hadn't seen before. Uh, We got to see some more, there was some more Sonic Frontiers gameplay. Uh, Let's see, we got Return to Monkey Island, uh, a new trailer for that as well. Um, and it's also coming to Switch later this year. Disney Dreamlight Valley out September 6th. It's an early access on Switch. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures will launch on December 9th. It's a Dragon Quest spinoff. We got Little Noah, of Paradise. It's a roguelite action title that is currently out. Uh, we got The Legend of Right, another RPG releasing August 18th. We have Lorelei and the Laser Eyes a dungeon-crawling action twin sticker. Uh, it'll launch first on consoles for the Switch in 2023. Um, let's see. Dora Maimon, Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom is coming to Switch later in the year. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection will have two volumes with 10 total games across them, and it's out next year. That's actually a great release. Yeah, we have Super that. Super Bomberman R2 is on the way and will launch next year in, on the Switch in 2023 with 15 player support. I we did have love me some Bomberman. Pac-Man World Repack, um, which is a remake of the original Pac-Man World on August 26. And he did get a divorce from Miss Pac-Man, remember that. Uh, Railgrade is a train system simulator. Well is coming out this fall. We also have Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump and Dimensions, a platforming game arriving
3: on July 28th. What is this I see about a Monster Rancher game? What? It's called Monster (laughs) Farm, but it's in the Monster Rancher font, and it's got a, a disc. Excuse me? Ultra Kaiju, Monster Farm.
1: Hmm, kaiju monsters, <laughs> those aren't tiny monsters. That's not a farm, that's the Pacific Ocean. Let's see, and also, Proletariat Games has announced that they are shutting down their battle royale spell break. Um, it was 23. Um they thanked everyone who joined them s- since the beta launched in 2018. Um however, that's not the end for proletariat the spellbreak team. I'll get more to that later on. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis is finally coming to PlayStation in the western hemisphere. Previously, it was only on PlayStation in Japan, but uh, August 31st, Microsoft's exclusivity deal for the console version of it runs out. So it will now be a PlayStation ports. Um, however, Microsoft is publishing it alongside Sony, so eh, there you go. Um, it'll be cross-play, uh, cross-play and cross-progression with both the PC and Xbox editions of the game. So all prior content and updates will be included because it's a live service online game, so yeah. Um, they also said that they will hold a <clears throat> they will hold a event at Anime Expo, which will honor the XC Star Online 2 sub So, yeah, uh, there will be original art and everything displayed there if you're going to be at Anime Expo, and I'm sure some of it will be live streamed. Uh, Halo Infinite is finally getting co-op. Um, The much promised co-op will begin, uh, the co-op preview will begin on July 11th and the season two roadmap will drop later in August for that. And also, along with the co-op, a mission replay system will finally be available in the game. Currently in the Infinite campaign, you cannot replay a prior mission, but that will be launching alongside the co-op fight. Uh, there is a Quake 4 preview and, and the data mining of it. It seems to be included in the PC Games Pass. So, Quake 4 is coming to PC Games Pass. You know, uh, what is it, 17 years after it launched? That is everything for new games that
2: I have.
0: Let's see, a couple things I had. Um, we do have some new announcements in the world of Star Ocean. Um, the new Star Ocean game, The Divine Force, has had a few scant details released. Still not a whole lot known, um, more than before. Um, it's going to be your standard um, high fantasy slash sci-fi theme Um Apparently, it's going to have a unique battle system that employs simple and instinctive controls, Um, so this should be interesting as that doesn't sound normally what uh, Star Ocean would be. Um, No solid release date yet, uh, except that it will be released in 2022, so sometime this year, uh, for PS4 and PS5. And then apparently we have Stranger Paradise uh, DLC coming out next month, as Doc mentioned earlier. Um, And I looked into this a little bit, Doc, and there's there's really not a whole lot of information. There's a teaser trailer about 42 seconds. Um, It'll be out July 20th. Um, It's called uh, the Dragon King. There is a dragon. What's oh yes, Trials of the Dragon King. Correct. It looks like it'll have new story missions, challenges, areas, and new jobs, weapons, and accessories. Um, And you can get a season pass for $30, which will include this and the next two DLCs, which are Wanderer of the Rift and Different Future. Um, Our PS Plus Essentials, um, previously known as PS Plus, uh, free games for July have been revealed, and they will be Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, um, which is awesome. I was just about to buy this game not too long ago, Um, and so now, (coughs) if you uh, had PS Plus, what, like a year ago, you should have the entire Crash Bandicoot collection, which is ironic since... uh, I mean Microsoft Xbox owns Crash Bandicoot uh IP now technically I think. Um the Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Meat of Medan uh for PS4
3: so good. Man and- of Madan. It's Madan.
0: Okay. And then um uh Arcade Gaddin for PS5 PS4 What was it? Arcade Getin, I think is how you say that? No idea. I got I got to check this out Arcade Getin. I've never heard of this. Um, I'm guessing it's an... let's see. Ever evolving co-op multiplayer shooter allows you and up to 3 friends to explore multiple biomes, compete in mini games, find hidden chests, and battle a crazy cast of enemies and bosses. Okay online co-op all right and that's all i had in the new game announcement area uh did you have anything in addition doc
3: uh
0: nope what about in the uh legal debacle area i think i saw you had something over in
3: there yeah we got a few this week yeah I Uh, i
0: think you had the lion's share on this one
3: yeah uh not too terribly long ago we uh talked about the dmca takedowns uh, from that Bungie was mm, experiencing mm-hmm. uh, turns out it was a Destiny YouTuber who was upset about his videos getting taken down for a previous Uh, uh just DMCA striking the shit out of Bungie and they're now suing him for 7 million dollars I
1: don't think he's going to financially recover from this
3: yeah, I don't think he's going to financially
2: recover either. Um. Let's see. Yeah,
3: he was. Uh, he was. He had his stuff copyright stricken for looping, just the de- the Destiny music from the OST. Um.
2: I think he was monetizing them too, so they weren't too happy and obviously he he got stricken down um and so he decided to get back at them and it is backfired pretty bad <laughs> um My other one a couple of weeks ago we
3: uh we talked about how France was changing some of the, the rules of their language in regards to video games and how oh, it yeah. is really nothing important. But
0: only well, in legal government documents, right?
3: Right. Well, Quebec has done Quebec things. Like I said, they would.
1: <laughs> Called uh, it. This is why the French hate the French Canadians.
3: Great. And they why the Quebec.
1: Canadians hate the French Canadians.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, they passed a bill, uh, Bill 96, and it basically makes f- speaking French required by law in the workplace. So there are a lot of video game studios in Quebec, and uh, there are like you a thousand people there, employed. There were a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're basically all looking to jump ship. It is not good. Great fishing now in I Quebec, see, not so much a now video I see game why industry.
1: Square Enix sold all those studios. <laughs>
3: Lord. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that timing on that is kind of sus. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're. Uh... It, it's so, already happened. Like, the law is in effect. We'll just have to see oh. what the uh, studio. So do. Quebec
1: is like the totalitarian, awful place that everybody thinks America is.
3: Only when it comes to
1: language, <laughs> they are the grammar Nazis, which is ironic.
3: Yeah, because I mean, Quebec's pretty, uh, pretty wild place. Let's let's say that.
0: The Just the term language law makes my skin crawl a little bit. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: it should. It's it was frustrating when I lived there and it's it's basically gotten worse. Like if you own a business, the title of your business must be in French. Now you have to speak French and only French uh, in your business.
0: I'm, I, I'm curious what's like what's the penalty like if if you're like walking around if you're if you're if you're an employee at, at, at a game industry and you're a game tester and you walk inside and you actually say good morning like what happens to you
3: I honestly have no idea
1: hmm. They probably make you eat that cheese that has live maggots <laughs> in it.
0: I was... Oh
1: man, I was about to follow <laughs> that up Kas- with a joke Kasumatsu? that was definitely
0: not appropriate for this platform. Matsu?
1: Can't remember what it is, but it's gross. I've had it before. Oh, oh god. Okay, uh, what have you got for us, Sasquatch? Um, and legal debacles. I really just got one thing. Yeah, Activision Blizzard has done the unthinkable. Want to guess what it is? What? They've re-elected Bobby Kotick to another year as their board. <laughs> as their CEO. God damn it. What the fuck? So, I mean, he makes some money. He's doing his job, but he has at least <laughs> one more year. Um, the next vote would be when uh, Microsoft... Supposedly purchases them um, at the end of the <laughs> fiscal year. So was that around mid twenty twenty three, end of June, I believe. But well, that's all I got there. Well, wow. we have some industry news.
0: What do we got on it. that? What do we got on the industry news side? I Think you had a few. Um, yeah, uh,
3: I, I no, moved so, you had a different thing in legal debacles. I thought it was about Valorant.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, They're actually going to start recording of in-game voice chat uh, Mm. to try to better patrol uh, people who abuse voice comms with slurs, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Supposedly will only trigger and only record that specific game uh, based on so many reports coming in from Mm. the in-game reporting system. The automated system will then pick out lines and they're hoping to have it pick out things that they believe are problematic to 95 percent accuracy, and then they will have uh, employees listen to what was said and decide based upon that. Mm. But uh, anytime something just records your voice, I don't like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've... uh... I've got something on that line, I suppose. It kind of melds our legal debacles with our tech news, but it's the only thing in tech news. Um, An FCC commissioner has pushed Apple and Google to remove TikTok from their app stores. Um, Neither have complied. But apparently, the FCC is making a push now to have TikTok removed uh, due to concerns that the Chinese-owned app is providing Beijing with access to the data of Americans. There's Um, that Facebook. I mean, that's what I'm like, and I've had a lot of people ask me as a as a technology professional, like what I think about this. And the answer is probably not one anyone is going to like, but it's the truth. The fact is, like, yeah. Um, if you have tiktok on your phone you're probably having your personal data sent to china but um, if you don't have tiktok on your phone if you bring your phone to me open up all your installed apps so i can probably find one that's sending your information to china um it's kind of like um yes this is a problem with tiktok but i think uh it's TikTok and Zoom get picked on for something that I think is pretty pervasive just in app development oh, in general. Um big ones like TikTok and Zoom and 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 Tencent and, and they they get picked on because they're large. Um
1: they get picked but, on because they're foreign.
0: Well, well they're large and for. there's a lot of there's a lot of um, even chinese entities that own apps that you probably have on your phone or at least don't stake in them um but since the company itself or the app itself is not really large it doesn't make a lot of noise and they fly under the radar And those are actually a lot more dangerous because if people having this thing in the back of their head okay t- tiktok stealing my data i'm gonna be careful what i say and post on tiktok so that's almost a level of security right it's a human level of security but if it's random app then that I don't know this Chinese company is monitoring and I'm just going to go ham and put all my information on it because the news isn't saying beware of this random app you have on your phone. Then you're not paying attention to it. And that's where more of the risk comes in. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like just be careful with with your information, what you're putting on your phone uh, in general and on your technology in general. It's, it's – um, it's it's not like if you don't download TikTok or Zoom, you're protected. Um, that's you know, um, and it's also not to say like if you download TikTok, you're you're gonna get screwed. Just like, don't make a TikTok about like super personal information and don't give the app access to stuff it doesn't need. Um, and you'll be fine. One thing I try and just kind of suggest to everybody as a general. A uh, cybersecurity tip is any – not any. Most apps will now give you the option that if they want certain information, you can elect to have them only be able to access that information while the app is open. Um Otherwise it can do it in the background. So like if it needs to access your mic, you can set it to where it can only access your mic when that app is open. It can't just do it in the background, but this is almost never the default setting. You have to actually go into your preferences and change it. Um, But that's, that's, you know, any app where you're using your microphone, your location, your camera, you should be diligent about what it's accessing and what information you're putting across it, whether or not there's a big news story about
1: the risk. Um, TikTok's Honestly, just one out of hundreds. Though, um, Apple with iOS and their mobile devices, they make you opt in to sharing your data. This, yeah. Like it, anytime you open up an app, it pops up. Do you want to share your data, or do you want to remain anonymous? Mm-hmm. It's like if you share your data, any advertisements and stuff, content will be targeted towards you and like your interests. Otherwise, you don't share your data, and it could be what? fucking random.
0: Yeah. And I don't care. So but like, I don't mind adware. like my philosophy has always been if I have to see an ad I'd at least like I'd rather see an ad about like maybe a game dude, I haven't heard of than an ad about tampons.
1: You know what I mean? But dude, it's, it's I your... turned off targeted advertisements on Facebook and it was the fucking worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's terrible.
0: Um, It's I don't care about data collection for like stuff like that. It's the stuff you want to be like conscious of is your mic and your camera. Um, especially your camera on your laptop people joke about like oh it's so paranoid no no it's not paranoid cover up your fucking camera on your laptop seriously a 16 year old could hack into it i don't care if you have a mac i don't care what you have like cover up your camera um it's not anyways um i i'm gonna i'm gonna stop before i go on to a whole whole ass i i was uh i'm going to go into a whole cybersecurity rant if i'm not careful so um moral of the story yes tiktok steal your data so does 90 percent of the other apps on your phone <laughs> um,
3: it's not like google's not taking your data yeah a-
1: exactly they yeah. absolutely are like yes t- mean, they like, faced the they just were in a lawsuit because their uh private browsing was not private and they were still yeah, collecting that data. that's
0: that that's my thing Is like the FCC is right like in saying that, like, hey, China is collecting your data with this app. But, like, if they're going to point that finger at TikTok, it's they better the point FCC. it at, like, like, everybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like saying – it's like pointing a finger at Pepsi and being like, Pepsi's got sugar in it. Like, OK. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. Um, what do we got over in industry news?
1: Um well going back to proletariat <laughs> uh, the developers formerly of Spellbreak um Blizzard has purchased them. Activision Blizzard has acquired <laughs> developer Spellbreak and they're going to work on World of Warcraft for them. Um this was announced uh this was initially leaked alongside the blog post from proletariat about the shutdown of Spellbreak, but it was actually confirmed by Activision Blizzard themselves uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, they also released a little snippet, a little quote from Blizzard president Mike Barra. He said, We are putting players at the forefront of everything we do, and we are working hard to both meet and exceed their expectations. A big part of caring for our teams is making sure that we have the resources to produce experiences our communities will love while giving our teams space to explore even more creative opportunities within their projects. Proletariat is a perfect fit for supporting Blizzard's mission and bringing high quality content to our players more often. So maybe we'll see kind of an uptick in like sort of live service style things happening or of work after the player base so we're not repeating the same five daily quests every (laughs) day for a year. Or, you know, they'll just find a way to put a battle pass in World of Warcraft, which it's kind of a blizzard thing to do at this point. Mm. Looking at you, Diablo Immortal. <laughs> do you uh did you happen to see either of you how much it cost if you just wanted to purchase a max level character in Diablo Immortal? Uh no. Do you wanna take a guess? Two million. I,
3: that's I a mean, pretty good guess, actually. It's
1: a pretty good guess. It's five hundred and
3: forty thousand dollars. a lot. I like mean, if you had guessed under forty or under sixty thousand dollars, you'd have been closer with your two million. Yeah,
1: you could have said one dollar. Jeopardy rules, <laughs> Thor. You lose. Speaking of 540k, um, a fan found forty thousand dollars and decided to purchase forty thousand dollars worth of Nintendo stock just so he could be a part of the the shareholders meeting and ask Nintendo directly about the F Zero series. Um, <laughs> yes so this happened on the 29th so two days ago during the annual shareholder meter meeting um the investor called in and asked the president of nintendo uh, shuntaro furukawa if they had considered bringing back the franchise any fan favorite franchises specifically mentioning f-zero he mentioned that it's been over 15 years since the last release and um naturally the televised streamed shareholder meeting caught the uh, caught the attention of fans. So, yeah. Um, he said, I've been playing Nintendo games since I was a child. Among them, I can't get enough of that sense of speed in F-Zero. <laughs> Naturally. Furukawa um, said, uh, thanks for the question, but no. <laughs> so uh, if you wanted to do F F-Zero game, you ain't get that. Go back and play Wipeout, I guess, on the playstation network i think that's the last release with some digital only one
0: uh i have a copy of it on my ps5 i think it was a ps4 game
1: but yeah it was a digital version i, mm, I love Wipeout. I, um aside from that i don't have anything else until we get to some interesting, uh, interest in headlines all right
0: um let's see i have a few things if for our movie tv comics um, mostly just kind of, uh, headline quips. There's not a whole lot of bulk to them other than that. Um, so Marvel studio has announced an eight hour movie marathon called movie, uh, Marvel goat marathon, greatest of all Thor on July 7th. Um, so they're going to be putting all of the Thor movies into theaters again to play kind of a full marathon, um, I mean that probably be something I was into if I thought I could fucking sit in a movie theater for eight hours. I don't think yeah, I could do a, that. I like I like movies, but like I could sit on my couch for eight hours and watch a marathon, but I ain't gonna sit in a movie theater and those, do it.
3: It'd have to be one of those theaters that gives you like the really nice recliners and serves food. Yeah, like yeah, because like, like, I, uh, I ain't going to go like cinema downtown. <laughs> in, in like a small town that's got like 75 year old bucket seats
0: <laughs> I'm just meanwhile
3: I'm hours of, of movies
0: meanwhile I'm just Sounds murdering XL horrible. soda after XL soda and pissing every 40 minutes
3: look look, look
1: if you get enough XL sodas you can just go in the cup <laughs> fucking big brain <brainboard> here <laughs> Just don't the <laughs> up <cups>
0: mixed up. <laughs> Just make sure you put a lid on them. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. So sp- speaking of Disney, uh, Star Wars New Yoda Solo series has been officially announced. Um. So it's going to be a uh, TV series based around Yoda. Um. Nothing much has been uh, announced. I think it was slated for twenty twenty four um but there's not yeah not a whole lot other than the concept announced so far um here's a final quip on disney still trying to process this and how i feel about it um so apparently they're working on live action dragon ball again um it's supposed to sustain disney for the next 15 years um and is supposed to be larger than star wars and the mcu combined we're not talking about another just like attempted live action movie like they did before but like a whole ass live action movie franchise based in the dragon ball universe so similar to what they're doing with um star wars and marvel where they're doing you know movies and tv series and spin-offs and and all that um it is being thought up by disney and um uh kevin what is it phage i can't remember how to say his last name the, he, he's the director the writer director for the the mcu right yeah. How do you say Which his last name? Feige? 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 I've always no.
3: said it, Feige. Feige?
0: Um, that's, no,
2: that's,
0: right. that's what made me not outright just poo poo the entire idea right away. It's like, okay, well, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. He seems to
3: have a good grasp of adapting comics.
0: He does, but like, what. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I I don't wanna are
3: they, like are they, are they gonna just redo the Dragon Balls? Or are they they just gonna like mix up characters and put them in the Dragon Ball universe no, that it, aren't it, you know, the main cast.
0: It sounds like now, okay, so conjecture like, conjecture warning. This is my like educated guess which um um one of my mentors a long time ago used to tell me an educated guess is just a fancy way of saying i don't fucking know um so this is just using the information that i have i'm i'm pretty sure they're going to try and redraw dragon ball through the franchise so starting with like dragon ball goku as a kid going all the way up through dragon ball z and do the entire anime you know only live action um in the same a sense or a tv show both well but it's supposed to be a new franchise so presumably both just like they're doing with star wars and marvel where you know you'll have two movies yeah. then three tv series then two more movies then another tv series then three movies then um you know, and, i think
3: would be the better option than live action what's that just, just, just make don't it touch it. it. Just don't touch it. <laughs> like, write great stories, but take advantage of Disney's legendary animation studios. Yeah. Like, none of us Dragon Ball fans want a live-action Dragon Ball. We, it's we, not going to look right. It's going to look stupid. Like, we have been I don't hurt. how cool they make it. <laughs> it's very difficult to, like, you know, adapt the crazy hairstyles and make them look good on actual humans.
0: Yeah, it's it's the right. there's there's anime a part of the
3: to say in anime. The,
0: yeah, there's there's part of the soul that comes from not necessarily all anime, but anime like this that's I guess over the top and campy. There's there's a piece of its soul that is necessitated by drawn animation that you just can't replicate. A lot, replicate. Of, a lot of
3: even in even even the with the early success of the of the manga was because of Toriyama's incredible like paneling and like the way he'd like transition between frames of mm. his of his uh, of his art. Yeah. Like he could get significantly better like movement and like things you wouldn't think about 2d flat images doing yeah uh in a comic
0: exactly and it's just it's the you're right it's if they were to just like like pour a whole ass ton of production money into just like even if even if they were to just uh i don't want to use the word reboot but like remake dragon ball from the beginning with a whole new like cast and going a whole new direction that'd be i'd I'd be i'd I'd hear it out you know what i mean but i get so nervous when they say live action um uh, that i'm like even with cgi it's just there's there's stuff it's not even necessarily about cartoon versus live action it's almost 2d versus 3d format you know what i mean that it just like doesn't work but i i don't know i'm I I remain skeptical. I'll try and keep an open mind, um, but I I don't know about this one.
3: I mean, I, I feel like even if it's not amazing, it'll at, at a minimum be good. I'll, like, I don't expect it to be bad. I just don't expect it to be anywhere close to what I want.
0: And that's fine. I'll settle for not damaging to the franchise reputation. You know what I mean? I, feel like, I feel like it can Ball look good, Evolution. and that's about it. Yeah.
1: I feel like, like oh, it can be visually pleasing, and that's the cap. Oh, I that's will
0: I will settle for movie comes out, and fandom doesn't turn into the Star Wars and or Final Fantasy fandom afterwards, where there's just like 20% likes it and 80% does it, and all you see is fighting over it, like – you know what I mean? If it's if it's decent to where most people are like, yeah, it's decent um, or better than I'm on board. But uh, this it's when they t- try and make these big, big leaps like this that causes huge fan base divides. So and Dragon Balls, one franchise that I enjoy that does not currently have like some sort of enormous deep dick divide in the fandom. And so and, and that's one of my worries is things like this can cause those fissures. So
3: the, the Dragon Ball fandom is relatively consistent. Ex- exactly. And it's it's that, it's probably because it's one of the oldest online communities mm-hmm. in the U.S. for anime as well.
0: Yeah. So, So that's what I'm saying. As long as the like good or bad, as long as the movie isn't damaging to the fandom and franchise, I will be OK with it. Um, but I, I really hope they do something good. Uh, let's see. I think you had something too, didn't you, Doc? Oh yeah, Clerks three trailer yeah, drops yeah. next week. Super stoked! I've been following this um, like since day one, um, since they started writing the script. I'm super stoked to get a trailer coming our way.
3: Yeah, uh, July 6th,
0: hell yeah, is when
3: the trailer comes out.
0: What is that? Wednesday? Wednesday.
3: Nice. That's a trailer I'm actually gonna watch.
0: <laughs> let's see. So, over into over into our favorite game updates. Oh, let's start with the good news. I'm gonna start with the good news because so I have some good news, and I don't want to get all ranty. This quickly um so let's talk about final fantasy 14 we got some cool stories over here um so some changes to housing uh and housing ward classifications so previously um they had divided uh wards 1 through 18 for free companies and private housing was wards 19 through through 24 um after seeing where the popularity's landed they have repositioned to where uh free company housing are wards one through nine and private housing are 10 through 24 uh giving a little more opportunity for private housing it was kind of campy going through the ishgard housing areas for free companies and there's just like five um large houses purchased and then just abandoned everywhere else cuz no one was buying the smaller medium. I I get what they were doing with the uh dividing the wards, but it it caused a really weird uh kind of divide in some of the wards. Um also we had our letter from the producer live this morning. Uh, and we have some Pretty neat updates from that Uh, patch 6.18 will be coming out here soon. Um, Tuesday to be uh, specific with patch 6.18 point one will have the data center travel much anticipated and awaited um, as well as the addition of the meteor server um, to the uh, Japanese data server and world distribution uh, and new worlds on the European data center. Um, as well as the replacing of some equipment in the European data center. Um, So that's going to be our next update. Um, Then our next major update will be patch 6.2, which is going to mark just before halfway point in lifecycle. So we definitely should be seeing a teaser for the next expansion this winter, I think, maybe next spring. so 6.2 is going to be coming in late August. <clears throat> so based, it looks like they're sticking to their pretty average pacing. So we'll probably be at 6.3 in January or February. Um, putting us on schedule to my prediction that I, I think we're going to stay on the same, not every other July, but simply every two years um, due to COVID and other issues. And. Um, our last expansion in Endwalker came out in uh, November instead of July. It was delayed a few months, and I think that's going to be the new norm. I think the new expansions are going to start dropping in probably uh, October and November, um, just based on their patch pacing going along with that. Um, so for patch 6.2, which is officially called Buried Memory, um, this is scheduled for late August There will, of course, be new main scenario quests and new side quests, um, including new Manderville quests, or uh, new Hildebrand quests, um, and new tribal quests. There will also be a new dungeon called the Fell Court, uh, or the Fell Court of Troia, Uh, a new trial, which is a secret, um, as well as an extreme version of it um new raids so we have our new arm of pandemonium um and there will be some new savage content as well as new unreal content uh some job adjustments which is pretty usual and pvp updates which is pretty usual steps of faith will now be a solo quest battle and no longer a duty, which. I I can I can kind of see why that never really felt like a like a trial. It kind of always just felt more like a something that should be a solo thing. Um, Thorn March has been revamped because what. This is not my words, this I'm reading this from the uh, letter. Thorn March has been revamped because it was thought to be too difficult. Wait, what was that? Thorn March King 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 Mog is too hard, so they've they've revamped it. Uh, what?
1: Yeah, I think maybe for new, I think maybe for new people coming in, not knowing what order to kill his court in.
0: would well, be yeah, but that's fucked up because that's the first instance of really important uh, order mechanics like that, and pretty much all of the trials in um a realm reborn are kind of devised to be teaching you mechanics that will become very important and further i don't know um yeah but
1: that like so it's as it's like the same kind of learning curve that you already have your ultimates and savages at as opposed to like the beginning levels of that where it's marked out Mm. for you so they might have just made it more obvious which ones to do. And then as uh, you go back be- and redo it, if you want to, then it's less obvious. You have to memorize and pay way more attention than like your standard raids.
0: See, that'd be fine if it was like the normal version. It just like gave markers for which ones to kill first. That'd be one thing. Yeah, I think but that's it. A- I was worried it was more they're just going to be like, they're just ads now. Just kill them. Um, anyways. um there's going to be new battle content uh variant dungeons um which will have variable difficulties um which were this was previously introduced as the Satur- um Satyrian dungeons so i guess they're calling them variable dungeons um level 90 casual play for one to four players there's no role restrictions and job changes are permitted that's right it's a dungeon you can go into with a normal party And you can change jobs inside the dungeon. That's pretty neat. Um, The progression branches based on players' actions. Um, So it's kind of like a, I guess, kind of like a roguelike building type dungeon or something. Um, So this seems neat. I'm interested in checking out more of it um, once it's released. Uh, the island sanctuary will be released, which is basically Animal Crossing in Final Fantasy, um, which you can do with your minions. Um, adventure plates and portraits will be moved from the beta from the beta phase um, into full integration. Um, as of six point two, a different portrait is created for each avenue of use, so there's a little more ingenuity in there. Um, all the portraits that were created in the beta version, the current version, are going to be relo- going to be lost, so you'll have to remake those portraits. Um, there's been new uh, decorative features and new poses um, and kind of just a coat of paint added to this uh, plate system, which is very popular already. Um, so I imagine they're going to be regularly updating it. Um, new, uh, Tomestones are going to be added. So, Allegan Tomestones of Casualty, which is going to be the new high-level Tomestone, um, uh, <clears throat> and an ability to request repairs from other players, um, as well as the ability to display, uh, or, abil- or the combo sequence being added to the action list display. Um, I surprised that wasn't already a thing i guess i'd never you could repair other people's gear but i guess now they're just adding it to where you can like request someone to repair it for you um yes doc yo the glamour dresser is being doubled in size yes from 400 to 800 that's still not enough
3: but yes it's something it's something much higher I'll finally be able to empty my bags.
0: All right. So some exciting stuff coming in August for Final Fantasy. And now, um, God, do I even have the energy to rant about this? I'm so disappointed with Jagex. It's, I knew this was going to happen. They hired this new CEO that was just a big swinging idiot. Um, and I've 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 been predicting this. If if you want to go and listen to past podcasts, like I've been predicting this and worried about this for weeks, and exactly pretty much to the letter, what I was worried was going to happen has happened. Uh, RuneScape was always has always been kind of a game based on you building your character and making decisions and joining factions. Not you know unlike you know Guild Wars or even 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 WoW where you you know you choose different factions and and you've always had that option classic RuneScape there's three major factions right Saradomin Guthix and Zamorak but you generally got to choose between those three and as the game grew there is more and more and you get to choose which faction to side with and it actually makes a big effect in your game in dialogue and quests if you side with one god or over another you could be several quests down and they'll reference actions you make and so on and so forth so very jrpg ish your actions make a difference or that's how it used to be right um and and they even they made this huge push about five years ago and they made this all these quests and and they advertised and pushed the, like the whole big thing on this quest is the stuff you do in the quest is, is going to affect decisions you're allowed to make in future quests and stuff that happens. And it's all, you know, subjective to your character and all this buildup. Um, and apparently they're just, you know, going to push all of that right out the door. Um, so they're, they're doing exactly what I thought they were going to do. They just turned Zamorak into the the big bad evil guy um, to the point where you're no longer allowed to side with Zamorak at all. So if you've been you know siding with Zamorak in every quest option for the last twenty years, um, I guess that doesn't matter. Um, Like it was immersive to the point where I could go through Demonheim and actually talk to Zamorak himself, and he would acknowledge me as one of his primary followers right um but now the big cutscene dialogue that went across everybody and this isn't subjective to players this is every player is views the entire the same sequence um he goes on about about how dare you try to stop my plans and and then the whole next big like uh, the, the reveal that they're doing Legacy of Zamorak is all about about everyone versus Zamorak, and you have no no option in taking Zamorak's side. It's just blah blah blah. The whole next big quest line that comes out is you helping some big Sarodom and Paladin fight against Zamorak, and it's there's no it's it just it just sucks. Like um they. They took all, like, they, they took part of the soul of the game out. You know what I mean? Part of the, the game was being able to focus in on the faction and the area where you wanted to go. Uh, and to just pull the rug out from people like that is just crazy to me. Um, it's a little. Like, and it's not like they can't make, like, quests. The, I've pl- played through plenty of quests where technically. The lore and the story of the quest is Zamorak's kind of the bad guy, but you can still make, not unlike in a JRPG like SMT, you still make decisions where, like, you kind of side with the bad guy, and then, um, You know, if you fight him at the end, instead of like, oh, you got to kill him, it's he's testing your strength. And you end up allies at the end instead of killing them. And it makes those big decisions. There's NPCs that exist in some people's versions of the game and not other people's because of decisions they've made in quests. Like they really make it immersive. You know what I mean? So how the fuck am I going to walk around with a General of Zamorak title? and then be forced into this event where i have to fight zamorak you know what i mean it's it's insane to me it's just dumb um they give you no it's 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 fucked up because it's a world event too um so it affects the entire world and everyone's screens the same way like any other world event and they've been doing world events for about 12 years now and this is the First world event where you get no choice the first very first world event was uh when Guthix died and Zamorak and Saradomen were released back into Gielanor and immediately started fighting um, and you got to choose, okay, you're either going to be on Zamorak's side or Saradoman's side, and it was like a four-month-long event, um, and you could go to this crater, and whatever side you were on, you could PvP in this crater and fight the people on the other faction, and there's points being exchanged. Of course, at the end, Saradoman won um, because there's just so many more Saradoman followers. Um and so, canonic to everyone's screen and play, Sarah Doman won that fight, but it didn't, like, magically turn it into, since Sarah Doman won the fight, you, the main character, are automatically assumed to have sided with Sarah Doman. Like, my screen, it references how we lost the Battle of Lumbridge, because I was on Zamorak's side. Um... But there's there's none of that for this. It's all just oh well. You've been like cutthroating Sarah Doman and making an enemy of him this whole time. Now he's your buddy, um. And it's 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 just ludicrous, um. And it's sad. The biggest blow to me was because I was really, really worried about these updates for two major reasons. They're also reworking the wilderness, and is really scared of what they're going to do with wilderness. Um, and they started out with most of that, and I was actually getting really stoked. I was getting kind of hype because I liked what they were doing. They were, seemed like they were doing everything really well, and then they just slid right off the side for me. Um, because they started out – they said, we understand the reason that the wilderness is the way – like why people like P, um, op, no opt or automatic opt in PvP. Is because it makes it dangerous. You get that feeling of if I jump over this wall, shit, I could die any minute, and the way they're addressing that is by adding lots of high-level NPCs that kind of roam around, and NPCs will always be hostile no matter what. And, and and a bunch of other stuff. They went on and on about how they're making the, the wilderness still really hostile, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And all this was under the basis because of that Zamorak has been making these plans, and now Zamorak is, is trying to take over by first asserting a foothold in the wilderness. So the wilderness is now dangerous not because it's this totally desolate, deserted place, but because it's essentially Zamorak's realm, right? So I'm like, okay – this is the perfect opportunity, though, to make this a badass like move for everybody because it's a super dangerous like avoiding place unless you there's a reward you really want for people that don't follow Zamorak. But there's also a lot of potential you could do there for people who do follow Zamorak. You could make areas like in the God War dungeons where if you're a follower of Zamorak, you don't get attacked. But anyways – they didn't do any of that. They just decided, okay, but to make sure that the wilderness is still a really scary place, it's going to be Zamorak's domain, and you're no longer allowed to side with Zamorak, so that it's equally dangerous to everybody. Um, but, like, I, it, it feels like whoever made these updates was in that camp of people who just spacebar through quests. And that, that sucks. Like if you actually read quest dialogue, if you actually go into libraries and read books, um, and read the, there's a lot of rich lore in Gilanor and to Rudescape. And if you read through it all, you'll realize, um, that it's not quite so simple that, that Zamorak's not quite as villainous as Sarah make him out to be. And there's a lot of didactic allegory there as well that I'm not even going to dive into. Um, and so there's a lot of this philosophy of like, you know, Sarah Doman, Gold Star, Blue and White, good guy must follow Sarah Doman. Uh, and and it feels like whoever wrote this giant story arc was one of those people, and it like it scares me because it tells me that there's someone in Jagex writing story and approving story that doesn't understand the lore of the universe and that fucking sucks and that's my rant
3: well
1: you feel better
3: hopefully they'll pull a fast one and not actually make it an awful experience for you
0: well and it's still a work in progress and there actually is a pretty large like wave of people not happy about it even like people that don't follow zamorak are acknowledging that like hey what's with you just pulling the rug out from our immersive decision making tree that you've been leaning hard into for the entire last decade you know what i mean um I, I it's 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 uh, at its brass text. not even about Zamorak. It's about them pulling the rug on the, on that immersive decision tree aspect that they've integrated into the game. Like that's not something you can just backpedal on after 10 years. But I don't know, maybe, maybe, um, maybe, maybe they'll do right. Maybe they'll give you an option to, and, uh, it was just uh, that cutscene wasn't well thought out. You know what I mean? Um, maybe once you the quests are actually released, uh, it'll give customized cutscenes that'll acknowledge like the decisions that you've made. Um, it's just it's so frustrating because it'd be so easy. They I get it. They want to make it. He's the next like big like boss fight. Right, the next the next big boss that people do is fighting Zamorak, and that's what they want to do. And I get that, but like, if you read literally just read the basic philosophy and lore of Zamorak, it would be so easy to canonically explain away why a Zamorak follower would still be fighting him in that boss fight. You know what I mean? Because Zamorak is very power through chaos, and so followers fighting each other and pseudo sparring. It is pretty normal and especially because the entire concept of this fight is you can't actually kill him um it's just like how far you can get fighting him so that like they could that's the shitty thing it's like they they weren't pushed into a corner they absolutely still could have made it an immersive experience and given you the option to be on zamorak side they just didn't all right Go on to your next article, Sasquatch, before I just, I just, I won't stop until someone else goes. <laughs>
1: um, I just have interesting. Tidbits.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's it. Um, uh, I'm
1: right. out of stuff. Um, well, uh, according to the creator of. Sonic the Hedgehog, Michael Jackson did in fact work on the soundtrack for Sonic three. So that has been put to rest. Um, and this came from Sega officially posting to TikTok Sonic doing weird stuff to Michael Jackson music, like tapping a cup and throwing gloves and hats and stuff. So, yeah. And then um, Yuji Naka uh, was confused why Sonic Origins version of Sonic 3 changed the music because he wasn't aware of the copyright issue. But, yeah, so it is official. Um, Michael Jackson did in fact work on Sonic 3 hmm. the soundtrack. Interesting.
3: It was pretty obvious.
1: It was very. It was a terrible secret.
3: <laughs> it's not so much that it was a secret, like I mean I, like it, it was not known, but it wasn't necessarily a secret. We just didn't have anyone confirm it for a long time. Uh, but that one other guy who worked on the The album from the band, the Jetsons, Um, like he talked about it like years ago. And it's true. Now we have Sega finally being like, yeah, he's he's not lying.
0: So kind of kind of like how Big Mac sauce is just that Thousand Island dressing like everyone knows it, but no one will admit it. So, what have you been playing this last week or two? There, than Sasquatch.
3: Um,
1: shoot, what have I been playing? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Nice. been fantastic. So, I've been playing single player. Um, still doing Elder Scrolls Online, High Isles. Still playing a little bit of Sotor, though not as much. Um, quite a bit of Valorant. It's my go-to shooter anymore. Just because I like competitive things and the competitive ranked matchmaking is competitive ranked matchmaking. It's a hardcore shooter, so I can dig it. Um, that's about it. Mostly I've just been exploring my new home, so it's of mm-hmm. there's an overwhelming amount of stuff to do here in San Antonio.
0: Yeah. How about you, Doc?
3: Uh well, I finished up Elden Ring. I have platinumed my first game.
2: Nice! Um, so I
3: now started up uh, Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise.
0: I'm so and, uh, sad that there's no crossplay.
3: Me too, but I am getting pretty close to finishing the the main campaign, I believe.
2: Um, then I also picked up DNF Duel this week, getting on that uh that fighting game grind. It's it's a pretty wild game. Everyone, everyone seems broken. Like the character I picked I had a, uh, a day one it discovered, so that's always fun. But that's about it for games I've played this week.
0: What about you? Um, I haven't been able to play too many. I've been pretty busy with contractors and trying to deal with a million other things up here lately um but i have been able to get on a couple things i've been on runescape quite a bit they uh, oh another runescape uh update i almost forgot to mention though most probably know playing would know by now is the uh, the it's the uh beach event going on in runescape they do it every summer for about two weeks um so i've been doing that a little bit and intentionally um turned every single uh cosmetic glam preset into some form of zamorak uniform and protest um i have a lot of different zamorak uniforms i found out um but yeah that's i've just been marching around in in zamorak ambassador clothes in runescape um as well as, uh, demon souls a little bit. I did some grinding on my own, um, got myself in a predicament, uh, <laughs> and I can't like, I can grind, but I can't utilize any of my grinding until I beat the next boss. Uh, um, oh, no. cause what, okay. What happened was there's this long ass bridge and, you know, the dragon goes across the bridge and, uh, you have to follow behind it right um and i got across the bridge and the other side was just a couple enemies and then the boss door i'm like okay cleared through the boss door now i'm gonna go back uh and and that way I go back spin some of my souls and i'll just go back and forth right wrong um so this bridge is so fucking long that the only way to actually avoid the dragon's fire is you can't like wait for the dragon to go across it then run you have to kind of run behind him and so coming from the opposite direction there's no fucking way to get back oh, across no. the bridge and trust me don't no one argue with me because i spent about 7 hours trying to get back across this bridge I collected my souls every time so I've got like 20,000 souls stacked up but like oh, wow. I would like go across like get 600 then try and get across the bridge and grab my souls and then die and like I did that for hours I tried everything I tried to kill the dragon oh. I tried to like run as far as I could and like make it closer to the end so my souls would be closer so I could grab them and run back I tried Everything. There's nothing. There's no way. There's no secret way back. There's no... There's nothing. You just... I'm guessing that there's some way to get back after you beat the boss. There's a lever or something, but as it stands, totally bunked. Um, And then I also started playing uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, which is the only digimon game um in existence that i had not actually tried yet well that or its sequel hacker's memory um and i'm upset with myself that i hadn't tried it sooner um i'm I'm really really into it it's it's very it's not dramatically different from other digimon games but it is quite a bit different um It's funny. Um, a a lot of people try and compare Pokemon and Digimon and they're just not even, it's just, it bugs me. It bugs me when people do that because, um, it's, it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like when people compare Java and JavaScript, like their name is about the only thing they have in common. Um, and it's, they're just so different, but ironically, um, this plays actually a lot like a Pokemon game. Um, but it plays a lot like Nocturne did. Also, it, it it had a lot of parts that reminded me a lot of Nocturne. Um, and I don't, I don't know if 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 Pokemon were for kids and SMT were for adults, this would be for teenagers. It's it's somewhere in between. It's it's really good though. Um, you've got your um it's 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 very much like a pokemon game not a digimon game so you've got your monster collector stuff going on and you can like make a roster of digimon to keep with you and put some of them in the bank um and send some of them to an island to train on their own um but there's no uh town building simulation going on there's no like survival game aspects going on um it it's very like dungeon selector and dungeon crawler meets monster collector it's 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 different but i'm liking it a lot so far um it's a really great entry into the digimon franchise if you're not familiar um because i think a lot of people they get put off because they're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna try digimon world and then when it's not like an off-brand Pokemon game. They're like, what is this? Why am I playing a survival slash town builder game? I thought I was playing a Pokemon knockoff. Um, But if if you really get into the lore in the game of Digimon, they're, they're excellent games. Um, And for someone, if, if if for anyone who is more used to Pokemon, these cyber sleuth games, I think are a much better point of entry for a Pokemon fan um, because they're kind of similar to Pokemon games. All right, so it looks like that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and of course, come and uh, join us on Discord to uh, listen live and check out our let's plays. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a
3: great weekend. it.